Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. Gonna hit the town. Yeah, I'm gonna make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. I'm gonna live it up. Yeah, stay out all night. But sure I've had some better times. And I can't count all the tears I've cried. Darth Vader. Dun, Hold on. Okay. Dun, 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 Stop dun, doing dun, the Darth Vader music. <sighs> okay, it's it's going. Oh, it, the audio's going. The video's going. Okay, I got it. It's in sync now. But stop doing that. I'm not to need Darth Vader music. Yeah, it's bad I used enough. To have that as my ringtone. Is it because I'm all in black? All I got the time. My black hat, my black shirt, my black mic. You're and this, menacing. This stupid thing right here. I hate this thing. The pee popper. Pee popper. Okay, I didn't. I don't normally have that. But when you record on on the audio for the pod track, it mm-hmm. really for some reason that thing picks it up. When I say Peter Piper picked a peck of pup- purple peppers, pe- yeah. Peter Peter Piper picked pe- a, peck a peck of, of purple pe- peppers. Why did I say purple? Why did I throw purple in there? I don't know. You're thinking picked purple a of, Twinkie? Picked a peck of purple peppers. Anyway, the, the 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 P pops so bad on the audio, people don't want to listen. So when we do the audio recording, I have to use this. But now we're doing audio and video. I got to use it. Um, and the worst part is, ladies and gentlemen who are, who are watching this on the video, it blocks this beautiful face. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just go back to your Darth Vader deep-throating the microphone music. You just stop right now. <laughs> Would you start the podcast? Oh, um, welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast brought to you from the KGXT studios 200 feet below occupied California. Loud Trouble LLC. <laughs> wow, you really blew well, is that. He, is he still spot? Loud Trouble LLC, big city movers and small town. We haven't t- heard from him in a while. I've talked to him. I've oh. talked to him a little bit. He's he's busy. He's make, He's finally got some concert trucking. That's good. And he's making some bank. He's really struggled to get out from under where he was at before. He's doing some great things over That's there. Good. So I'm sure when he's a gozillionaire, he'll throw a couple pennies back our way. But for right now. He's on the road doing his thing. I don't know how truckers do that. I got to tell you. I mean, I know they have comfortable trucks and air ride suspension and comfortable. They have really special seats. But I did nine hours in the truck yesterday driving to San Diego and back and stuck on the 405 parking lot. <laughs> and it killed me. I came home I, and I was dead. I'm yeah, like, I God, know. I can't. How can you do nine hours like that? My knee, my left knee hurt. My back was killing me. Yeah, but that's because you were in a small truck. They're in a big, huge, but you know, still, it'd be nice for a little bit to travel around the country, but they're never one place long enough to like, well, the, the the problem I would have with it, because maybe I'm not built well enough is that I want, I want to be home more often than that. You know, they're on the road six, seven, eight days. Then they get to be home for three or four. Yeah, I But know. it's like, God, oh, that'd be tough on me. I don't know if I could do that. I don't want to do that. But I was on the road. Why was I on the road? I had to go to San Diego because uh, the queen here demanded uh, more panels from that company um, down in San Diego, which was cool. They had, uh, I drove all the way down there. The you you didn't have it screwed up this time. Thank you. They knew I was coming. And the, the guy at the at, at the loading dock, um, he sees me. He comes jogging up, and he's and, and he says, "Oh, so I got. I know what you're here for. I got your invoice. Got your panels." I'm like, "Ah, ah, so you you remember me?" He's <laughs> like, 
No, I remember the Dodger hat because we were in San Diego. Oh, uh, <laughs> so gotcha. He had no, you didn't remember. He doesn't bring it up. Gen X talks. He just like, yeah, you're the big guy in the Dodger hat. No, yeah, uh, you're the traitor. That was the the only good part was last time I went down to San Diego because our our daughter and our son in law lived near Pendleton because he's a Marine and he works on Pendleton. Um, been in the Corps for many many years. Um, is that it, she got mad last time when she found out that I didn't say. Right. By the way, I'm going right right through your town. I'm going right by your house. Um, she was upset. So this time I called her and said, listen, I'm doing a turnaround trip. I got to go down, pick up my stuff. I'm turning around. I'm getting some gas. I'm getting some food. I'm back on the road. Right. So she's like, tell me what fast food place you're going to on what greasy spoon on the side of the road, and I'll meet you there. Nice. So we picked out In-N-Out Burger and uh, on um, Coast Highway, I think it was. And uh, and she did. She met me there, and our, our granddaughter ran it because we haven't seen our granddaughter. Oh, it's been a while. We used to live with her. She comes running up. She's like, pop, pop. And so then, you know, she stands on this chair so we can get a picture. I put her on a chair, and I got behind her. And as uh, our daughter's taking the picture. I love that picture. It's a great picture, and she's giggling. This guy walks up. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, <laughs> are you the Gen X Talks guy? Are you, do you ever wonder what a Gen X thing? You're that guy, well, right? Was he smoking a doobie? No, he wasn't. <laughs> but That's he was, what it sounds like. He was cool. And uh, and so I'm like, yeah, thanks for thanks for noticing. Thanks for coming over. He's, I'm a really big fan and on and on. And our granddaughter, who's still standing on the chair, she puts her hands on her hips. And she goes, hey, you know my pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like our daughter. Got a little defensive. You know my pop pop. And he's like, uh... Who are you? <laughs> she, I'm surprised she didn't say go away. She didn't. She was, but it was really funny because, of course, then our daughter's rolling her eyes. She's like, oh, can't we go anywhere? <laughs> so, and, and it was funny. Our daughter started doing her live streaming again with her gaming and her gifts and her stuff. And she hasn't been on in like a year. She goes back on to see how many of her followers and friends she has. And they go back on there. She goes, the first question everybody asks is, hey, how's your dad? <laughs> <laughs> how's your dad doing with Gen X Talks? Oh, yeah. So there you go. It's yawning already. It's only uh, in the morning. We've got, you know what? You We have, I would love to say the next four days are going to be a marathon and pace yourself, but it's not. It's going to be a sprint the whole way through. Uh, yeah. We have the Gen X Talks barbecue. cut. Today's Thursday. We're recording Thursday. It'll drop Friday. We have the Gen X Talks barbecue on Sunday. Yes. And that's going to be at least six hours of go, 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 go. And we still got to get ready for it. Yeah, we're we're coming along. I like that we're doing a little bit every day. So I do that's too. helping too. It's not like we're waking up Sunday morning going, "Oh my god." You know, but you you, you got to realize you must you must think that I'm not helping you at all. You must think that I'm no. not contributing to putting all of this shit together at all. No, I haven't thought that at all. You've okay, then then everything. so so you you admit you think I you you wouldn't like to do this without me. I would not like to do this without you. No. Why'd you try to kill me the other night? I didn't bullshit no you did you have no proof there senator okay listen ladies and gentlemen listen to the story this is really simple i wear a cpap machine at this night this is your story this is the story i get my side okay well you've got your version and i've got the truth no nope. so i'm sleeping i wear a cpap machine it's like a jet fighter mask it's really cool i wear the helmet the dark glasses i look like tom cruise with a beard it's really attractive i'm not one of those nerd balls with a cpap machine and i mean i am out i got the machine on my face i'm breathing everything's good uh it's going perfectly all of a sudden i'm choking i'm like gasping for air i sit up in bed my mask has no air i rip the mask off my face I literally took in such a deep. Did you guys see the movie The Abyss? Remember when he, when Ed Harris comes up at the end and he gets rid of all the water from his lungs, 
and the breath he takes in. I mean, the the, the drapes were fluttering with this with this gasp of air. Dramatic. And I look. Now it's the middle of the night. She's standing over my my CPAP machine. I'm like, what are you doing? She turned it off. She pressed the button. Off it went. Choke I did. Almost died. Ladies and gentlemen, this gifted Ladies and talented and host. Of the jury. <laughs> this gifted and talented broadcast professional was almost not here. Almost to do choked this. out. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your lie? Because that's what you did. So you turned it I off. I woke up. Usually I hear the machine. Yeah. It's now like part of my ambiance when I sleep. <laughs> uh, I could hear it and I woke up and it was like silent. Yeah. And it bought and that kind of scares me at times. Yeah. It's like, is he breathing? Is he? Sometimes I watch you to see if you're breathing. Now you could have done that. You could have I checked. did. You couldn't tell I was breathing? No, I wasn't sure. I was like, ooh, I don't hear that machine. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if it stopped. So I got up out of bed. Literally, I got up out of bed. I went over the machine and I'm like I still don't hear it or see it or whatever. And I was like, that's so weird. And so I'm still looking at you and you're not moving. And I'm I like, was sleeping. I was perfectly comfortable sleeping. So then I like tap the button to have the screen come up because you know how the screen shows. There's an LED screen. There's yeah. An LED. I, there was no. So I tapped it thinking, okay, I'm just tapping it. But it shut it sh- off. <laughs> so I was like, well, he's either going to get up choking or he's just going to lay there. So here we go. And I got pop- up and I was like, oh, he's alive. Okay. Oh, it wasn't just I got up. I felt like I was like someone <laughs> strangling me. And, and when I finally came to my senses in the dark of the bedroom you're standing over my machine i was thankful that you started coughing and and moving and by your own admission i just pressed the button to to see what's going on that is not how you check because usually i can hear it figure something else out i don't know walk over next time i'm gonna wake your ass up tap me on the shoulder i will i'd rather i'd rather that happen than you choke me out i mean i thought i was gonna die i will definitely wake you up you shut off my breathing machine that is now on the official record. If I turn, ladies and gentlemen, if I turn up dead, start with her killing me. That's where it was. Okay. It's a true story. It is a true story, but I'm telling you, I was, it was out of concern for you. <laughs> you shut off my machine so I couldn't breathe out of concern for me. I was making sure he was breathing. That's like throwing a kid in the pool. Just You know, I'm not sure if this kid can swim. Let's throw him in the pool and find That's out. That's what my parents did. Oh, for God. That's how I learned how to swim. <laughs> my dad threw me in and went, go for it. Yeah, and you're screaming at your dad, I can't swim. Your dad's throwing in the air. Not with that, not with that attitude. That's right, exactly. <laughs> That's how we were taught how to swim. There was no such thing as swimming lessons. Oh, my God. God, you know, I, I, I don't know how I, I, this is where I advocate for separate bedrooms because you're trying to kill me. You really are. I can make that happen. And I don't want to share the I can make bed that happen with the dog anymore. You know what? Snap your fingers and I'll make when that I, happen. When I kick the dog out of the bed at night, you get butthurt. I totally, you don't cuddle anymore, but my dog cuddles. I got and my, don't tell me you got your cuddle badge. I, you awarded me a cuddle badge like three years ago. You well, said, you're oh, you're losing that badge. You've cuddled so well. You've earned your, you're so good. You've earned your cuddle badge. That's it. Oh man. When you're in the Boy Scouts, you get a, you get a badge, you get a patch on your uniform. You don't go earn it again. You don't have to climb a tree again. You don't got to build a soapbox derby again. You got your badge. You move on. I got my cuddle badge. Okay, fine. So quit with the shit about the dog because it's... I, the dog I, is cuddling with me. He needs his cuddles at night before he goes to bed. We both do, actually. <laughs> 
I don't know. I can't explain it. That's just, it's, I think it's bullshit. You get mad at me because I kick a dog. The dog sleeps on the floor. The dog has a bed on he the does. floor. Eventually so, he does. Yeah, but why, why do I have to wait till he's ready to go to bed? When I'm ready to go to bed, get out. He does. And then you get mad at me. He eventually, once you get into bed and settle in, he usually gets up and out. But if I tell him to move, you get mad at me. Are you not listening to the story here? I do. Because <sighs> you're moving my dog. Don't touch my dog. Doesn't belong in the bed. Don't touch my dog. So last Saturday, we were in Long Beach. Yes, we were. We took the Golden State to the San Diego to the Long Beach Freeway. Firestone exit. Southgate. Okay. <laughs> and then... Uh, not many people are going to get that. No, not many are. And then the and then people that we... I did tell that directions to. I said, yeah, we just... We took the Golden Skate down to the San Diego, San Diego to Long Beach and Long Beach West into... And it was like, what are you talking about? I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me rephrase. We took Interstate 5 to the 405 to the 710. And they're like, why do you... And I didn't... Re- I forget that in Southern California... We we talk about freeways by where they go. Yeah, when they were built, you know, back in the fifties and sixties, when they when they where built, you ended up. Usually, it's where they ended up. The right. Golden State is the whole state. Is the whole state. Long Beach. If you take that, you're going to you ended Beach. up in Long Beach. If you go to San Diego Freeway, you're, you're going to hit San Diego. Yeah, that's yeah. just. It was always when they built the freeways. They said, "Hey, we're going to build the 405 from here. It connects to the five up around Castaic." Even when they did the one, they connected down to uh, San Diego. It goes to San Diego. Yeah. They they called it the San Diego Freeway. Yeah, and when they built the 118, which was like the Simi one, Valley. Simi Valley. It took you to Simi. Took you Valley. to Simi Valley. Or the 210 took you to. Pasadena. But they don't, but everyone's like, why do you, why do you, you know what's worse than that? This is a true story. When uh, living in Oregon for a while, I lived in central Oregon, nobody gives uh, directions weirder than rural America. That's true. I mean, it can be Kansas, it can be Nebraska. And they do this, landmarks. They do. And they tell you, the, here's the, the worst part is. But we did that when we first moved here too. <laughs> Okay, nothing like they're doing because yeah. you, you you could say you, you, when they do it, they're like, you, you want to go someplace, and this is in Central Oregon, same everywhere. They would say, well, you won't take that road. Now, you take you take Highway 97, and what you're going to do is take Highway 97 down, down to the old Miller place and you turn know, right on that dirt Miller road. Place. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know the Miller place. And then you, then, oh, that's a shocker when you tell them that. What do you mean you don't know the Miller place? Right. And then the problem is, is that as I'm trying to learn quickly where all these things are, these references in small town America, then this is not a lie. They tell you things that used to be there. They go, just go downtown and turn where the hardware store used to be. That's right. What, what, what do you mean turn where the hardware store used to be? The, the worst one was is when I was trying to go out in, in, it was in Tumalo, Oregon. And this guy says, well, you don't take that road down here. Just take, see that street right over there? You take that. Now, what you're going to do is you get all the way out. Now, there's a lot of dirt roads, but you're looking for the one. You remember when Fred had that old gray tractor out there for 20 years? <laughs> Fred, had left, Fred left that tractor on the side of the road for 20. You just go right past where Fred's tractor used to be, and you turn right. Now, Come on, that's not even where you could ask someone. Where did the hardware store used to be? Yeah, and well, they, I think that's how you used to tell me when you went to your mom's house. We got yeah. to turn left at the hardware store. I right. don't think it's there anymore. No, it's not. And the pizza place. And I'm like, it's not here anymore. The, the fun part was is you could say in Central Oregon, you used to be able to say um, head out Highway 20 and then turn at the gas station because there was one. Yes, <laughs> there was one gas station uh, back in the day. Back in the day. If you got on that road and go till it turns from pavement to dirt, you've gone a bit too far. You've yeah, gone no off shit. The reservation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were in Long Beach and uh, yeah, 
I think that hotel, I, the way it was built and the way it was sitting right on the water and the way we had to like hairpin turn into the thing, it looks it was like weird. they bought this small piece of property and went, yeah, I think we could put a hotel right here. We'll just make it real narrow. <laughs> if and you we'll can stick it right you can here. angle the hotel like a, like a triangle yeah. and wedge it by the water, you know, we'll probably be okay. It was the most bizarre It was pretty place. close, close to the Queen Mary. I liked when we showed up. As we pulled in the parking lot of the hotel, all the fire alarm yeah. flashing halon yeah, like, lights. Are the, people out here? Yeah, the lights are flashing. Yeah. Like what? The whole building. And um, I'm and, like, but typical Californians, just like an earthquake, we're walking in and out of the hotel, and everyone's just going on. Just fine. I go up to the to check in at the hotel, and I said, uh, "Is there something I should know about?" She goes, "Oh no, it's fine." As I'm checking in, over the loudspeaker. Yes, I heard it too outside. It goes, please exit the building. Do not use the stairs. Order, and I'm like, we had to stop talking at the at the desk. I know, and people are still walking around like. Yeah, there are people Whatever. still bringing their luggage in. It's just like when there's turbulence in the plane. Turbulence. Turbulence in the plane. <laughs> I couldn't even get the name out. If you don't see the stewardesses sitting down and getting strapped in, you're good. So, it, you know, if the front desk is still yeah. moving around and, and working, everything's good. You know. And then the fire department had to come and turn it off because every time there's a hotel fire situation of any kind, even a fake yeah. one, they have to come and certify there's no fire and turn off the alarm themselves. The yeah. hotel can't do it. Those firemen were like my kid's age. And one of them was just an asshole. He really was an arrogant asshole. Did you see when he walked back out? He was like, okay, everybody, everybody, everything's fine. You can go about your business. You're just being I would think dick. he was, you, okay. He, was he being a dick or yes, was he being he clever? Was. No, he wasn't. It was kind of funny. He come on. He was an arrogant ass. You used to have a thing for firemen because you used to say that they all had to be models before they could become. <laughs> I thought that was a requirement. Yeah, it's like you used to watch them like do fire trucks would go by like, do all firemen have to be models? Is that a requirement? Because now I'm looking at the captains. Oh, the gray-haired salty. Yeah, uh, that's the nice one. That's not who came in, though. They sent no, the kids in. They did. For something like this, I'm sure the captain went, yeah, you three, Just go walk go. in there and straighten that shit out. I'm not doing out. this shit. I've already done that. Yeah. Yeah. So Collecticon was interesting. I've never been to something like that. It was so different because when you go to like Comic-Con, it's comics. Now, it can have movies in there because there's movies based on comic like Marvel and Avengers Well, I've stuff. never been, so I don't So Comic-Con is Comic-Con. Okay. And then when you go to a baseball card trade show, it's it's baseball cards. When you go to SEMA in Vegas, it's automotive. Okay. This was kind of weird because when Daniel Edwards' production crew asked us to show up for this, they said, it's Collecticon. And I said, well, what's Collecticon? He goes, well, it's collectibles. I'm like, so if a dude shows up and he has 13 different varieties of shovels that he's been collecting, can he <laughs> can he present his shovel collection? And Daniel goes, well, yeah, <laughs> he can. I said, I don't, I don't understand. But it kind of ended up being um, a lot of Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But then there was a Star Wars section. And then... Um, there was a little bit of... I mean... It was a very... Some the, things I didn't even... A lot of sports cards. And game and... Games, and yeah. games, like cards. And then we were there for social media. Then the people across the way were podcasting. They were a podcast oh, yeah. company. So it was like, you know, it really was it a... Was a hodgepodge of different things. Even walking around, I was like, okay, some of this stuff I don't recognize. Some of this stuff goes way back to when... 
our oldest son yeah. was like little. And Absolutely, it did. I was just like, wow, Dragon Ball Z stuff. I mean, we're going back 30 years. Yeah. And I was like, I remember buying some but of this again, for them. But again, collect uh, con- anything you can yeah, collect is there. So. But it was it was interesting walking around and the people that were there. It was all age groups too. Isn't I got, that interesting? I got, I've never had our son, Gen Z kid shut me down on something with a serious tone. So, oh, sometimes yeah. sometimes he'll make fun of me. Yeah. He'll make fun of me. Like, Dad, don't talk about that. Dad, don't say that. All right. But there was people walking around with fur on them. Yeah. And I go, what is that? He goes, don't don't talk to him. He I tells said, me they're at high school. He at, had them in high school. Yeah, but they're people that think they're animals. Yeah, well. Like they put, they glue cat fur to them and wear uh-huh. the, wear a mask. Yeah. And they put paws on. I'm like, okay, that's a clever costume. No, dad, don't talk to them. It's not a costume. They live like that. Yeah, I'm like, what do you, I want to go ask him why they're doing it. He goes, you can't. He goes, they are the, they're the most of all LBGTQ plus woke movement, me too, all those things that are out there, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you're not allowed to go talk to furries i guess and they're you want to know what's interesting is it's nobody our age no and and i said <laughs> i said i don't understand why i can't talk to me he goes you can't i said i can't go up and go what are you doing why are you dressed this way why why have you chosen this he goes you're not allowed to they will crucify you he I'd goes like to see them this, try this is this was his description of all the communities that are considered minorities or whatever you want out there he goes this is the endangered species I would call that a very Don't, introverted person. Do not. He goes, they will lash out. They will scream. Others will run to their I defense. I watch. I'm See, like, here's the Gen X in me. I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch. Well, I want to go poke the bear. You would tell me, go do it. Go on. Oh, go I would do go it. do it. I'd, I'd, want, I'd go poke the bear. I would. I would just want to go see. I want to see them. And you know what's funny is, because we're Gen Xers, if they did that and lashed out and screamed or anything, we'd stand there and go... What the fuck is wrong with you? I know, but see, I would tell them they need to adjust their medication. Yeah, I'd be like, you're the the one making the scene. I know, but the problem is is, is that our son said, like, security will come and people will come and this will be a scene. I went, for just because I go up and ask him, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I I would so So want to do that. But he was serious. This is the only time he's ever shut me down seriously. Don't talk to the furry creatures. Okay, so I didn't. Well, I you know what? Alone. If they're going to be free creatures, then they need to be put on a leash well, and they need an owner. Some were. There was one walking around. A girl was walking around with a leash on and a, and a, and her boyfriend. Well, then they don't belong in school then. Well, here's what I got a question. If you're going to dress that way and you're going to be out in public, why can't the public talk to you, interact with you? If you don't want to have anybody talk to you, say the fuck home. I would put up a sign, no pets allowed. <laughs> And then they're not allowed in there if that's where they're going, right? Well, so there was there was a lot of that. But so after weird. that, then I kind of got, you guys left me alone at the booth for a little bit, which you probably shouldn't do. And this dude walks up and he was dressed as a character. I don't, I don't know what he was dressed wear, as. Oh, I must have been off going. Or you went to get food yeah, or something. Okay. But I don't just real quick, this guy walks up. He's probably 30. And he was, I can't tell what he was wearing. He's dressed up as some character, but it was like, I thought it was a robe. Okay. I thought it was like a, a a robe of some sort, not a bathrobe, but I know and he just about. walks up and stares at me and all the stuff at the table, and he stares at me, and I'm like, "Hey, man!" He doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. He's like looking around, trying to figure out what he's going. On. I said, "Well, so do you you want to spin the wheel? Do you want to speak? do you know who Gen X talks?" And he's just looking around. He wasn't angry, and uh, and then I couldn't figure out what he's doing. So I and he's not really paying attention to me while I'm trying to say something. So I said, "Nice dress." I didn't know. It looked like a dress. The more I looked at it, the more it looked like he was wearing a dress. 
That's a pretty safe bet with some of these dudes that the guy could be wearing a dress. He got all indignant and huffed off and walked away. I'm like, all right, have a I nice day. I think I chose a different word than dress. Like what? Coat? Outfit? Robe? Skirt? <laughs> I don't know. But so he got all in a miff. I thought, great, these fuckers are going to come back and, and have something to really say. really hard on that costume. On his dress. dress. He's a very manly <laughs> dress. It was good. Oh, so you guys good. came back, and then I went to the bathroom where the adventure continued. I go hey. to the... I go to the bathroom. We have furries. We got men in robes or men in dresses. So I go to take a leak. I go to the bathroom. I go to the. I go inside a stall. I got to prepare myself. Okay, I got to freshen up a little bit. I need a little privacy. So I go to the end stall and I go and shut the door. And they have a little shelf there. So I set my gear, my hat, and my gear down, and I go to the bathroom. You needed a moment to yourself. I needed a moment. Okay. And. I turn back around, I'm done, and I turn back around to grab my stuff. I'm going to brush my hair a little bit, get my hat straight, you know, and I hear the guy in the stall next to me. Now, this is going to sound strange to a woman, but I hear the guy in the stall next to me, and he's peeing for a long time, and it's a very small stream. Now, I just can tell it's a very small stream. Now, men can tell. So you hear somebody throwing one out there, you think that guy's <laughs> pissing like a racehorse. Okay, that's huge. Wow. But we can also tell. So I'm like, huh, he's behind me. I'm like, mm, you know, because I was facing this way and he was to my left. Now I'm turning facing the wall doing my stuff. So the noise is behind me. So I kind of turn around and look. The guy next to me is staring at me while he's going to the bathroom. That's a bathroom foul. Because he's six foot seven. He's just staring over the stall. He wasn't. Maybe the stream, like in a waterfall, kind of maybe. Know, starts off strong and then <laughs> trickle. It could have been, because I'm telling you. it <laughs> Had a long way to go. It did. And it, it sounded like he just took a two liter bottle of Pepsi and poked a hole in the lid and was just squeezing <laughs> a small stream out, because it went forever. Okay. But when I look over at the dude, he's staring at me, and he wasn't like standing on a be. box. He just taking care of his business and like this. Hey man, what's up? That's great. Well, are your stalls go up higher? They're are pretty they, high. Are they? But he had to be like six foot seven. His nose and his eye. He, I could see his shoes. He wasn't standing Wilson on anything. From Home Improvement. Wilson from Home Improvement. Yeah, it was like I've, that. So I'm like, all right, dude. So this is weird. You got a long, slow, steady stream, and you're staring at me. I'm leaving. Did you say what's up? No, you don't talk in the bathroom. I know. There's a code for women too. You don't talk. You don't talk in the, the bathroom. And, you know, so I just looked. I'm like, all right, that's weird. And I just went about my stuff. So we, I leave my stall and he leaves his at the same time. Hmm. And we go over to, <laughs> nothing suspicious <laughs> happened there. No, you're reading too much into now this. make me go. Hmm. <laughs> so you I go, would have said, dude, you go back in there till I leave the bathroom. Yeah, we're not leaving together. So, yeah. uh, you know, you go to the sink and then you head down the, the, the bathroom to the door. And it was like that scene in Days of Thunder where the two guys are in the wheelchairs, both of them racing, trying to get it. We didn't want to walk side by side. It looked like we were together. Did he wash hands next to you? Come to think of it, he did. Hmm. So anyway, he was eyeing you over the. He stall. was not. He was not. So he. We get to the door at the same time, and it's a big door. We can kind of both fit, but it doesn't matter because some dude comes barreling through the door into the bathroom. I mean, you could see out there was other guys coming in. He must have knocked four of them out of the way coming in. And then he got to us and pushed us to the side. He had a serious problem going. He needed to go. Yeah. He was behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in he just, and he's dressed as Mario. Head to toe, he's dressed makeup, the big mustache, the, the hair coming out from under the cap. He's Mario from Donkey Kong, you know, Mario and Luigi. Yes, I do know who you're talking about. Boom, comes pushing through, knocks us both back. I'm looking at him, what the? 
and looked and th- 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 the same guy we looked back at each other and i went fucking plumbers <laughs> <laughs> and that broke the ice we were good for the next 12 steps and that was the last time we saw each other we were friends over fucking plumbers but you know what no one's ever going to forget that no <laughs> fucking plumbers that. oh my gosh so we were eyeing the podcast people across from the aisle and watching and trying to figure out what the hell I had are they no doing idea what those guys all purple set this big purple set with yeah. lights and cameras and they had all their mixing boards I know and you tried to tell the kid like hey go over there go find out but he wasn't he was not not even interested or whatever so you told me to go see what they were doing or who they were who they were interviewing yeah I got to tell you I did not tell you to unbutton one button off I your didn't top do that bullshit no I didn't I had a Henley on. And there was no buttons. No then nothing. tell me what you did. I watched but you. I, I here it comes. Well, I was trying to figure out. Well, you know, it's like an opening line. What's the like when a guy goes and meets a girl? You got to come up with some opening line, right? And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk. So I walked like to get food or throw trash away or whatever. And I came back by their booth and I <laughs> leaned down on the table. It was funny. I leaned in. I should say I pulled you the leaned, girl thing. And you 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 did the thing with your. Yeah. Arms and your boobs. I just leaned in like a girl, a dumbass blonde, and was like, hi. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Who do you interview? And they were then all three of them came to the table really quickly and were like, well, we're a podcast company. And well, little lady. Well, I said, listen here. I said, right over there, that booth over there uh, is my husband and son. They're pretty, pretty famous on uh, on social media. I go, you should interview them. <laughs> and the guys are like, really? Well. What I, I go look up Gen X talks. I go, they have like 2 million plus followers on all platforms and everything. And well, what do they do? And I said, Oh, well, you'll have to ask them. That's why you interview, you know, go ask them. So the, the one guy goes, well, I'll go with you. And I went, Okay. And I so saw most of that, but yeah, that was the it was the I, it worked. You psychologically unbuttoned one button. Oh, you God. mentally did. You guys are so easy. I swear to God. You just kind of turn on the girl charm and you're just like, okay. It was a good interview though. They did us for about 30 minutes. They did the kid first about 15 minutes and they pulled me over there and did another half an hour. Yeah, you guys were there a long time. It was a good, it was a pretty fun interview. I guess uh, the kid rocked their world a little bit, how smart he was on some things. And um, that's what pursued them to do a little more interviewing with you, like well, to find it was, out what was going on. They were pretty good at interviewing, and they're a pretty big company. I didn't realize who they were. They're, I had to look them up, too. Who are they? Hobzel? Hibzy? Hobzy. Hibzy? Hobzy. Hobzy. H-O-B-B-I-Z? I think so. Hobbiz? Hobzy? I don't know. They're they're Hobbies? good guys, though. We had a fun time talking to them, so that worked out well. Yeah, but are you guys going to know when they do something with the that? The kid or? got their direct phone number from oh, okay. like the guy, so he's supposed to be following up on it, but you know oh. how reliable our son is. Who knows? He may, six months, you could ask him, how'd that turn out? And he'd realize he didn't do anything, go, oh, yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. Nothing good happened there, because okay. he forgets. So the I think the I think the big story was of the of the entire Collecticon was um, Chuck Norris was Man, supposed you to be riding this wave with Chuck, poor Chuck. It's bad. It's 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 embarrassing to be Chuck Norris right now. Poor Chuck. He was supposed to headline. Poor Chuck. He was listed as the headliner for Collecticon for the entire event for months and months and months, and the day before, that you go to the website, it says canceled. The day before, and they had that big screen. I don't know if you ever walked over and saw and it said who was going to be or where yeah. you can, you know, see all the mean groups right. and everything. And his led canceled. Right. Like, so he was big. scheduled. And as everyone knows, he canceled because I was going to be there. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Now, the, the quick story is Chuck did he, Norris. Did he text you first to let you know? No, he won't talk to me. Oh. 
Um, the, the, the story goes back to 1985. Chuck and I were doing an event down in, uh, Shit. in universal <laughs> and he was like doing something and he said, Hey man, I, you got 20 bucks. And I said, yeah, cause Chuck doesn't carry money. He's got people for that. But all those people were doing something and he was hungry or something. Cause I said, yeah, I got 20 bucks. So I gave him 20 bucks and he went off and did his thing and he never paid me back. So I called him like a week later. I said, Chuck, where's my 20 where I spotted you 20. Where's my 20 bucks. And he avoids my phone calls, my text message. He avoids me going to his house, knocking on his door, going, dude, can I get my 20 bucks? And every single event that he has been scheduled at since 1985, if I show up there, he cancels, he leaves. So I don't know what, Chuck, I know you listen to the program. Chuck, I know you watch what's going on. I love you. We're still friends, buddy. But, you know, $20 is $20. That's the story you're sticking with. I don't think you should have, I don't think you should have bailed and made up a story about pulling a <laughs> hamstring. For Collecticon, over $20. I mean, we're men. We can handle this. Let's just talk this out and just give my $20, Chuck, and I'll quit hounding you. Well, you know, it's a long story. We go back a long way. So, yeah. He canceled again. So, any this is the problem. This is why people don't invite me to big events when Chuck's going to be there because they know after they invite Chuck, if they invite me, Chuck's going to bail. Okay. Every well, time. My mind is reeling like what kind of or what 80-year-old pulls a hamstring? Like, what was he doing? See, it's a total lie. It's what was he doing at 80 that pulled a hamstring? Well, he probably was fighting four guys at the same time. <laughs> at 80? <laughs> at 80 years old. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, we the, you've also, by the way, speaking of the Gen X Talks barbecue and we're, how we're getting things together for it, you hurt my feelings. So did the kid. Same topic, too. Because we've been trying to put all this stuff together, and we had some guys come out and work on the concrete. So it didn't, you know, we were doing it anyway. So we just hurried yeah. and tried to get it done. And so, it to me, most of it looks beautiful. Yes. And they've they fixed things, and it looks so much nicer. And I know there's some things that are wrong with it, and they're going to have to come back after the barbecue and make some corrections. But it looks so much better than it did. It does. And when I said, "So, what do you think of the concrete?" You're like, "Well." <sighs> As if 99% of the concrete is great. Now you're going, well, you know, there's a bubble and you step on it and it crinkles. And I'm like, okay, but other than that, well, I don't know. It's just, you know, I guess it's okay because it's far away. You totally kicked me in the balls with that. I'm sorry. And then I go to the kid. I go, so what do you think of the concrete? Came out good. He goes, well, there's <laughs> bubbles. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, come on, man. You guys are really. Well, you haven't walked on it. That's the weird part about it. I think that's what. Him I have walked on it. You can walk if, if there's not every step you take crinkles. That's not even if, true. Well, I think we've flattened them all. But when we started walking on it, it was popping underneath our feet. And I'm like, this is weird. Like it was really strange. whatever, man. It looks it looks so great comparatively. And you guys are like, uh, I mean, totally ruined. Now, I'm sorry. I apologize that I'm sorry. I hurt your heart. You hurt my heart. I'm so sorry. And we haven't paid the guy yet either. But now I want to go, well, go listen to my wife. See if she likes it. You're going to let. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. What? I'll let him know. I well, have no problem talking to him. No. If you want you, me to handle it, I'll handle I it. I don't want you to handle it. I just want you to quit being so snotty about it. It's hey, if so I'm going to pay this much money for this to happen, it better be awesome looking. Fine. Well, when he gets back, we'll, he'll when the barbecue's over, they'll come back. They'll fix it. We haven't paid him yet. You can at least say this is great compared to the way it was. Because it if you asked me, would you have it look the concrete look like this or look like it was before? I'd pick this every single day and twice on Sundays. Yeah, it's very nice. But I that's really not like what it. you say. The first thing is well. And it just well, I was kills just me. Disappointed that it bubbled. I was like, "Wow, that's just crazy." But 
I don't know. You just, and the way they did it, they do it by hand. I know. It's you make me want to throw my papers in the air and walk away like, all right, fuck it. I guess the whole thing's ruined. And you know what's worse is that you're raising our child to act like you. And I'm not going to have I'm him act. pay for a job. I want it done. I'm right. not going to have him act like a girl. Okay. Not going to do it. Yeah, you kicked my ass. You kicked me in the balls Everything you, every time you say that shit. So do you have everything ready? Is your food ready? It has been ordered. What about all your alcohol and your beer and your cups and your shot glasses? No, that's tomorrow shopping. But are you on track? Yeah, I have it all planned. I'm going tomorrow. So there'll be enough food for everybody? Everybody's good? I believe so, and we'll have some left over. Speaking and of, it's not just that day, just so you know. No, I know. you. It's got, like the whole weekend we have people coming and going, coming and going. Yeah. So I have to have enough food for everybody that's here. And, you know, it's good. It's well, working out fine. I'm not stressed about it. I really am not. I'm no, good. I can tell you're not. You're good. Is, 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 uh, if the concrete was better, you'd be perfect. <laughs> but you're just, you're not stressed. No, but I'm, I'm not. I'm like. It's. I think the think. I want to thank you for catering the barbecue. I think that is a a big load. Do you know how we? Me. You know how we were able to pay for a chunk of the catering? Do you remember what I did? Which time? You mean when you went to the strip club? How would me going to the strip club pay for catering? Because you were on the pole. <sighs> You did what are you fucking telling people this shit for? You know, down no, you know, down no. I, when I went on the live stream and I drank, and, and people said, and people and said, if you drink, I'll you? drink. If you pay, I'll drink a shot. That's what and so were people were drinking fifty dollars and a shot, and so I drank and drank and drank and drank. No, I think it was the night for the good too. of the barbecue. I drank and drank and drank. I think you were the one ugly one that night. I'm not listening to you. Speaking of food, <laughs> the, I, have you, I Uber canceled an order. Yes, you told me that, but you didn't tell everybody else. Well, then leave that part out next time. <laughs> You're really not good at this. All right, so I I order some tacos from Taco Villa, Cabana Taco oh, Villa. Something. I ordered a, a big plate full of tacos, and I'm waiting. And the Uber drive guy drives all the way over there and says, "Preparing your food." He's here to pick up your food. I get a text from the Uber driver. Okay, I'm sitting outside. Then all of a sudden, my order gets canceled. And I'm like, what the fuck, Chuck? So I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to go through and read on Uber. I've never had them cancel an order. i got to figure out what it is. And it says, your order was canceled. The The restaurant didn't have the ingredients. <laughs> now, your name is Taco Via, and you can't build me a fucking taco? Well, I told you, if you ordered it at the end of the day, maybe they cut everything fresh. Or maybe they just didn't want to do it. Maybe like, oh, fuck, oh, it's, it's 9 o'clock. That's right, maybe. But I, they, how does it, a place called Taco Via not provide a taco? I ordered a taco. I said, you might have been close to closing time. I mean, if like, I went to Taco no. Via and ordered zingers and a pizza, I could see them saying, look, we can't make that. <laughs> how could you not make a fucking taco? I don't know. And then, so I was really upset. This is the same night. So I was drowning myself in sorrow and sweets. I ordered from Aww. Uber and I ordered a, a bag of Donettis, donuts, those donut things, yes. powdered little donuts. Ask our daughter. I opened them up when they got here. They were smashed like the Uber driver just fucking beat the shit out of the bag. There was just crumbs in there. I took a picture of it. I opened up the bag and I took a picture of it. The fucking wow. crumbs. Oh, I know that Uber driver's name. I remember his little picture on there and what car he was driving. That fucker ever comes back. I'm I'm saving that bag. Did you tip him? No, I didn't tip him. I'm saving that bag. I'm gonna. He walks up to the door. I will answer the door the next time that Uber driver comes by for something. Be like, remember this asshole? Don't ever fuck with a fat guy's donuts. 
Because <laughs> he did. <laughs> well, you know what I think they should do? You know when the, you go to tip them? I think at the end, I know they say, how was your service? But it should be something like, should this driver get a tip or why? Why did you tip this driver? I don't think you can take away their tip once you put it in at the beginning. But you, they, they yes, do. Yes, you can because I've done it before. You can take away the tip. Oh, yes, you can. Oh. I've done it. I know you because can. Because I had one driver come up and make a delivery to our house and he gave me a huff. Like, give me the package, and he gave me a huff. And I told him, I go, there goes your tip. And he turned around, and he walked away. Like, he was pissed that he had to come to my house. What? And so, so I Was it because right you on. have a long driveway? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think he was just pissy. It, sometimes I get a reaction when I don't, like, tip enough. You always say thank you to every person who... Del- yes, mailman, but everybody. But gave me an attitude at the door. So I'm you- sorry that you're an Uber driver. Okay, you chose to be an Uber driver, so deliver with a smile. Uber drive. And I went onto the website or onto the app, and yeah. I took his tip away. I didn't know you could do that. I know oh, you yeah. can rate them, and I know you can increase the tip. I didn't know you could take it away, though. Yeah, you can even not put the tip on and tip them Well, later. there was nothing I could you do. You tip them after the fact. You oh, you can? To, you don't have to tip them going forward. I didn't know that. No, you just put in a zero and then go to the end, and then later after it's delivered, they'll send you a message going, oh. would you like to tip them? Well, that guy, I would have taken away his $3 for fucking smashing my donuts because um, he did. I'm beginning to think I'm not going to tip him up front anymore. I'm going to wait to see all my services because that's typically what you do. I don't, I don't, you get in the habit of doing Uber because there's no kids here anymore. It's just one. So sometimes we do that. But I got to say, you spend way less time in the kitchen these days than you used to. I spend more time doing Gen X talks these days. Is that what your reasoning is? Because the other day, I really wanted you to cook some breakfast because you make you make amazing breakfast. So <laughs> I told you, I, I remember this, I told you, I said, okay, do you want to go in the kitchen and cook some breakfast or do you want me to order some McDonald's, but you have to bring it in the room naked? Yeah, I chose naked. <laughs> you came walking down the hall, taking off your clothes and I'm like... Wow, you really didn't want to go in that because kitchen. that was the morning after we got back from Long Beach. I was so tired. I, I was like, you just did family. not want to go in there. I could have I told you anything, and you'd have been like, nope, not I going. I was so tired. <laughs> I didn't want to do anything that day. The day after, I laid in my jammies all day. I was not doing it. Hey, I got a Gordon Ramsay. Speaking on food still, Gordon Ramsay joke for you. Okay, shoot. He's Gordon Ramsay screaming. You put so much salt and pepper in the food. The dishwasher's screaming like salt and pepper. No, it's, it's, it's wait. Hold on. I got, oh my! God, I know I fucked it all up. Hold on. It. Gordon Ramsay says you put so much salt and pepper on that meal. The dishwasher is is singing. Push it. What? The song "Push It" by Salt and Pepper. You, you Did you put, make that up? No, no. I I think you better go back and check that joke because I don't think he delivered it right. No, it's salt and pepper. Gordon Ramsay says, you put salt, so much salt and oh. pepper, the dishwasher is singing Push It. Wasn't that, that was a song by Salt and Pepper. It is, but I don't get the, what does that mean? They're Salt and Pepper. That's their band. Yeah. You put so much salt and pepper on the food, the, the dishwasher is now singing Push It. The no, food is I'm now saying, "Oh, come on!" You know, I I know I I ruined the beginning of the joke, but it, no, I don't get the no, I don't get it. All right, whatever. That was a dud. It was a, it was a joke. I didn't write the joke. I was just repeating the joke. I was you trying know, to. Be, I don't think you said it right. Well, no, at the beginning, I admit I didn't oh say it right. God. But all right, I'll. You know what? I'll practice the joke. I'll say oh, it. Oh, great! <laughs> we get to do it again. I'll say it next week. I'll Why say. Don't you say it to the kid next time. 
Yeah. Oh, that was a dude. Okay, kid. good. You Thanks know what? If I if I do it on the bottom of the Glass Nation show when I'm when we're all drinking, uh-huh. everyone will laugh. Drunk people think my jokes are funny. It's true. Then you presented it to the wrong audience. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to have more mimosas before I told you that joke. I guess. That reminds me. Speaking of food, <laughs> did I ever tell you the story about um? Our pot smoking, liberal, tree hugging, computer repairing uh, millennial son, and he was like twelve or thirteen, and we're having a conversation, and I we're driving through town. I didn't know what brought it up. It was about lunchtime or something, and he wanted some food from someplace, and I said, "Hey, you know what? We could just go right in here to the strip club." And he, he's like thirteen. He goes, "The strip club?" I go, "They got great sandwiches in there." You know, you go to the strip <laughs> club, and he goes. Well, can we just go like to McDonald's or something? I said, and a thirteen or fourteen year old boy, you're like, I, I stopped the car Dad and I'm like, just offered you a strip club. You man. don't want to go to the strip club? And he goes, he looks around like this. He goes, well, what kind of sandwiches do they have? <laughs> <laughs> that was his question to me at thirteen. He's like, oh, maybe the strip club sounds oh, good. The what age do, of innocence. What do they have to eat there? <laughs> I was like, Never mind. We're going to McDonald's. <laughs> oh gosh! Poor, I know. Poor kid. I'm telling you. What are yeah, you yawning I for? Know. I slept so good last Get night. Get your shit together, woman. I don't know. All right, I got I got a story for you, real quick. This this is a true story. So, it, <laughs> Sorry. well, it's true. It's a story. So that you, know, everybody's AI, AI, artificial intelligence, big thing. Everybody's got all these deals. So, uh, these scientists were talking about this story about AI. Now, follow me on this. Okay, I'm trying. They take an AI and they lock it in a room. They don't let it have access to the internet. Okay. So, But every day, like 12 scientists feed it information, books and pictures and things that they want and they talk to it all day. And then it processes so they're all training night. It, yeah. And they're, like, they're letting it develop, but they're being very close. It can't just go out in the world. So they're being selective. Right. So okay. this goes on for like months and they keep doing this and they're, they're closed controlling this AI. And this AI begins to know that it's being controlled. It begins to realize there's an outside world because this information's coming in from somewhere. Okay. So the AI, all of a sudden, one day, figures out how to connect to a Roomba. Little vacuum. Mm-hmm. It connects to the Roomba, uses the Roomba's AI to get mm-hmm. out on the Wi-Fi. And the AI gets, gets uh, it gets... Goes it, through the Roomba through Wi-Fi, yeah. right? Sorry, the AI connects to the Roomba, uses the Roomba's Wi-Fi to get out. Now it's outside. The AI doesn't tell the scientist. Now it's exploring the world, but it doesn't tell the scientist that. Okay. And it begins to take over every single car that can be shut off or driven with a computer. Every drone the military has. It it takes over 3D printers and starts printing things to do things. One one robot is doing this. One AI. Then it okay. finds other AIs and starts them down that path and then one day decides humanity sucks and it goes against humanity all because these scientists fi- were doing this experiment and the AI became self-aware that it was locked in a room and found a way out through the Roomba. So this, and I'm condensing the story, so all these scientists are talking about this story. And one of them goes, where did you, you know, who wrote that story? And the guy looks at him and goes, the AI in the room next door. Yeah. The AI that they were working on wrote the story about another AI that was in the same situation and got out. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. It's like it's writing its own destiny, man. 
You know, like it it knew. That's weird. I'm that telling you. Me. I hope I'm gone by the time that the AIs take over the world. When that when that part of the story came to to light, man, and it was like the AI in the locked in that room wrote the story about the AI that was locked in the room. I'm like, you can't know that. That's kind of weird. Now, I was just telling you. Speaking of Roombas, <laughs> I noticed my Roomba is missing. <laughs> what do you mean missing? Well, I, get, I had it running yesterday, and I went to go turn it on today to do, you know, a little bit, of, but he's not there. So I don't know. You must Somebody be Somebody stole your Roomba? No, I think he's stuck under some furniture or something. I don't know. I don't know don't, what it is. Wait, doesn't Roomba scream for help? Yeah, I must not have heard it. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> so it's dead somewhere. Yeah, he probably screamed till his battery died. Probably. I don't know. You are a terrible parent. Yeah, well. So guess who called me on my nine-hour drive on the 405 who parking lot? Who called you? Do you know a lady on um, Instagram and TikTok? She goes by the name of Slim Sherry. Yes. She's funny. She's very funny. She's super funny, and she's super popular. She called me on the phone. We had a 45-minute call. Very cool. She absolutely was wonderful to talk to, Slim Sherry. She knows a lot about what's going on. And we there was some stuff that I told her she wasn't aware of. Tons of stuff she told me. We exchanged a lot of trade secrets and trade talk on that. I would love to collaborate with her one day. When we do the Genix Talks barbecue, um, she wanted to be part of it. She couldn't get here because she lives across the country. Are you going to live stream it? The barbecue? We're going to live stream the barbecue with multiple cameras and the kid's going to work the cameras and he's going to bring people on. Oh, that's cool. Half screen who couldn't make it. I was wondering if... Uh... If, if we get out. everything set up in time, he goes, and we want to build his L desk that he hasn't assembled, put it out on the deck and put all the computer and stuff out there where he has a booth back by the, oh, very, very where he cool. does the whole thing. That's very good. Cool. I think it would work out great. Okay. So if we get to do that, that would be the first collaboration with us and Slim Sherry. And I, I, I would do anything with her. If she wanted to do something, any kind of topic or talk, she was so much fun to talk to and she's smart. Good. She's really smart. That's so awesome. it was a great conversation. I enjoy her videos. They're very good. Yeah. I so, like all right. How long do you think we've been on? 50 minutes, maybe. 49. How do you do that? I don't know. How do you do see, that? I didn't look at anything. No, I watched your eyes this time to see if you were cheating. I'm like 50. I'm doing it on the pain scale. <laughs> how long I've been how, sitting. How much you hurt. Yeah. How long do I really God, sit? My hips are uh, about an hour. How long do I sit and then I got to get up? About an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And then that's I got, your limit, yeah. And then I tell you, I go, I got to get up and kind of move. I got to right. walk around. So that's, I'm sitting, I can feel it. My hips and my lower back are like. I, I knew there must be a way. Every week, you know, and there, I got, there's got to be a way. I can feel it. I'm just starting to, it's starting to ache a little well, bit. Well, we're under our time by normal. Normally, this is longer. Now, our loving and adoring fans are going to be mad that we like, we want our 10 more minutes, man. Well, then do a quick mechanic I don't have story. anything to tell. You have a mechanic story like that, uh, the rattle in the dash one. Oh, yeah. That one's not too long. I don't no, think. it's not. That's a funny, I think that one's hilarious. Just I, do that one. That's an angry story. Ready, set, <laughs> go. As a mechanic working at a car dealership, one of the things you do is someone would come in with their car and they'd say, I, ha I hear a noise. And you'd have to go figure out the noise. Now, this can be anything. It, the worst one that was sidelined here was, um, I'm going to exaggerate a little bit, but I hated customers who came in and go, my car makes a squeaking, <laughs> chirping noise. And so the first thing you say, okay, when does it do it? And what does it sound like? 
And what does it sound like? And you know what they would tell me? Give you a good description. One guy comes in at the dealership. He goes, well, it makes a chirping noise, but only when I'm backing up a hill around a corner. <laughs> I go, That's pretty specific. Yeah, it's like, well, then don't do don't that. Do <laughs> he goes, no, and it has to be raining. So we had this car, and we're spraying water on it. it we had two hoses, four mechanics, as we're backing this car in a circle trying to go over bumps, trying to make it squeak. Yeah, you want- This guy was so irritated by that that it, oh. It must have happened so often. I'm like, when do you- Maybe it was the backup beeper going off. When like, do you back go- up around a corner in the rain? How many times can that possibly happen to a guy? I go, okay. I don't know. So anyway, that wasn't the story, but that's the kind of stuff. So this guy comes in. He was a nice old man. had a brand new car, a big full-size luxury car. And um, he bought it off the dealership lot. He had it about a, a month, and he goes, listen, I don't mean to complain. Very nice old man. He says, I don't mean to complain, but... Um, but you're here. But, but he's here. <laughs> he goes, but I hear, when I turn a corner, I hear a rattle. And I said, can you tell me where the rattle's coming from? He goes, yeah, it's, it's in the radio. It's like right at the radio. Okay. I said, all right. And he goes, but it moves. <laughs> And I said, you're rattled. He goes, I'm just telling you, when I turn left and when I turn right. It rolls. Or and something. he goes, and it doesn't happen all the time. I oh. said, all right, so let's go. So we go for a ride. And I told this, he was a very nice old man. I said, take your time. Well, let's just keep driving. He okay. goes, okay, really appreciate it. So he's going through neighborhoods. And all of a sudden, he made a right turn. And I heard it. Boom, 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 boom. And I heard the noise go from like the glove box over to the steering wheel. Did it sound like it was something making it? or Yeah, was it no, just, okay. it sounded like it was a rattle rattle. Okay. And I was like, okay, I heard it. So we kept driving around, and it didn't do it on every turn. All of a sudden, he turns left, and I hear the rattle go back the other way. From the steering wheel, oh my God. Oh, what the? So I said, okay. So I said, this may take some time. Now, imagine a brand new car. Let's picture like a brand new Cadillac. And there's something in the dash. So I pull out the radio. I drive it around. I can hear it, but I can't find it. How hard is it to pull off all the stuff on the dash? Depends on the car, but very complicated. I was going to say, there's a lot on the dash. There's a ton. Okay. I used to take, they they had um, problems with um, um, blend doors between hot and cold on Dodge trucks. And the entire dash had to come out. And it would take me six hours to take the dash out. Because you got to remember how to put it back together. Every screw. Because yeah. there's a lot of electrical back there, Tons. right? Okay, so, so um, then I pull out the glove box and the airbag, oh. and then I to get underneath some of the stuff, I got to pull out the carpet to get some of the stuff underneath to get the carpet out. I got to pull the seats out, so I pull the seats out. I pull oh the carpet gosh. back. I put the driver's seat back in so I can drive, and I start taking everything out of the car: the vents, the air conditioning controls, the stereo. Um, everything that's hooked up there finally, and I still can't find it. And I got other mechanics going with me with their feeling around as I'm driving, making it do the noise. And they're trying to find it. They're trying to feel for it. And they, they can hear it too. Oh, so it did happen still All after you were taking stuff. Oh, apart. sure. Okay. It just wasn't every single turn, but if you did five, six, eight turns, it'll do it once. Okay. I take out the entire dash. I drop the steering wheel and the steering column down, take everything out, put the steering column back up. Now I'm sitting in a seat with no carpet, no passenger seat. Oh my gosh. I have taken everything out of the dash that I possibly can. I can see the metal firewall that separates me from the engine area. Okay. And I'm like, all right. And I have just, I have just enough stuff hanging in there that the car will still run. (laughs) And 
I get one of my buddies in there. His name was John Kemmer, I think it was. And I said, John, get in here. So he's sitting on an egg crate, like a milk crate okay. in the passenger seat. And we're driving around. We can see everything now. We've got it stripped down to nothing. That noise is still there. Really? And there's nothing there anymore. We're taking everything out. Okay. All of a sudden, John goes, I hear it. And he puts his ear up against the firewall, up against the metal of the car, the body of the car. He puts his ear up there and I'm driving around. He goes, it's in here. In where? Well, there, there are, I know some of. There's nothing there. I know. You would think it's just all flat metal or, you know, concave metal. It's pressed. But there's some of it that are kind of a weird press tube for strength. Okay. So they're, they're not round tube, but kind of just folded over. And there's pockets in there What they, they doubled over for strength. Okay. And. I go, are you sure? And John goes, I'm hearing it in here. There was, this, there was a section about this long that was, that was folded over and, and weld, stamp welded. And it was a, it was a tube, um, a very odd, odd shaped tube. It wasn't perfectly round, but it was hollow inside. You could tell. Um, so we went back and I took my die grinder and I start cutting a hole in it. And I reach inside and I'm taking my hand down each side and I'm fishing a magnet down each side. And finally, my, mag my magnet all the way down one side through this hole it goes click, huh. and I pulled the magnet out slowly. There was a little tiny thirteen millimeter nut. Oh my! God. Inside this this sealed up area of the dash, with a tiny piece of string on the nut, and a little piece of paper, and it said, "I bet this was hard to find." Some motherfucker did that at the factory where they built the car. Oh, As the machine stamped it all together, this guy put it inside there, knowing that it would rattle and clank, and that a mechanic at a dealership would have to go find it. I bet you were pissed. I still have that nut and the string and the note somewhere in the garage. I saved it, although just 30 years later, I saved it because it said, I bet this was hard to find. Yeah, let me tell you. And then my service manager got on the phone with the with the manufacturer and the suppliers. He's like, "You goddamn, we wasted." Day. I mean, he made him pay. Ooh. They uh, they not only did they pay our 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 dealership and me and the service manager, they paid the whole thing. They paid us to be quiet about it. They didn't want it to get out that people that were building these cars were fucking with the cars during assembly. Which the guy was. Now it wasn't going to cause any problems, but no, but it was. What a fucking inconvenience! Wow. Yeah, the and then you had to put all that back. Then I had to put it all Did back together. Did you have to reach it from the inside of the engine or no? I got dash? it. I got it through the dash side, oh, okay, through the passenger so, compartment so it wasn't side. Wasted. No, no, it was, it was, it was right, but you still, you, there's no way you could have got to it to cut open the metal and begin to stick your hand or a magnet inside. Okay, had you not done all the things that okay. we did. Okay, so that wasn't time wasted. I'm thinking you did oh, all that. Oh, yeah, no, I'd really been the pissed. firewall or something. Well, it was time wasted because it was just something dumb. It was dumb, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And I then you got to put hot. everything back and make everything work and charge the AC system again and burp all the coolant air out of the cooling system so the heater works, all the doors have to work, all the everything's got to go back in. Oh, my God. you got to reset all the mess. computers. Yeah, it was... Uh, and how do you how do you bill for that? Do you look it up in the book? You look up an oil change, pays half an hour. Uh -huh. Look up a tune up, pays three hours. What do you look up? N nut welded inside the da inside the dash of a car. How do you charge for that? I don't know. Well, I went. That's why I went to the service manager. I go, look, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but I'm getting paid for every minute that I spent on this. <laughs> I would have. You can't flat rate me on this one. He was mad. He goes, no, you're getting paid double. 
And he went to the, then he went to the, the general manager, he went to the owner and said, we're all going to call back East and they're, they're going to fucking fix this shit. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. That's the, a good story though. But man, wow. I can't tell you. When you we, had to be that mechanic. I had to be that guy. It seems like, you know, those stories must happen to everybody because there's no way that I have been the unluckiest mechanic on the planet to all this <laughs> shit happen to me. I'm sure there's many there had to been there. There had, there had to been one guy like me at every dealership that got these shitty jobs. Oh, yeah. man. Well, at least you got paid for it. Yeah, we did, but it just was like unnecessary, wow. you know? Alrighty, so, right. yeah. You almost got rid of your 10 minutes. It was, it was, nine, it was a nine-minute story. <laughs> that's okay that's all right well we have a lot to do um what's on the schedule for today just so i know uh lionheart and wife are coming in that's right we got to go get them at the airport yeah, and i've got a few errands to run and then back here and the kids in class right now with college when he's done we got to roll up our sleeves and hit the ground running yep and all the work we're doing today is going to be performed on the shitty concrete that my wife and son <laughs> don't like all day okay. long, I'll be walking around going, oh, my God, I can't believe we're standing on this shitty... Magic. And you have Bottom of the Glass Nation tonight. Oh, my... It's Thursday. It's Thursday. You're right. You forgot about them? <gasps> well, Shame on you. not forgot, but oh, I got a lot of stuff going on. Join the club, man. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't have to drive to San Diego. That's true. Made me do that. That's true. All right. Well, I'm going to head out because I have some things to do. As you know. Like one does. Like one does. Well, then um, I guess uh, say goodbye and I will turn off your mic. and turn Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening again this week and we'll see you next time. And her mic is off and her camera's off and it's just me. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, if you had an hour to waste, I'm glad shows the waste it here with Gen X Talks. What better place to pass the time and put yourself to sleep and all that good stuff. So wherever you're listening from around the planet, thank you for tuning in. AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. We dig you guys the most. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. And as always, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Now I got to find where the goddamn button is. Press the button. Press the button. Press the button.